welcome to the Road to Hell podcast presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. I am Rosalie Cuevas and my friend Mark Sheldon asked me to be your host for this special episode in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month. I am here with Marcela Betancourt, Executive Director of the Latino Policy Institute, and Jennifer Gaviria, co-founder of the Latino Mental Health Network of Rhode Island, to discuss both current and long-standing challenges facing the Latin American community today. They'll be providing us with some insight into what their respective organizations are actively doing to support the Latino community. If you aren't aware already, the Latino Policy Institute is an organization that stimulates policy discourse by examining and communicating the developing Latino experience in Rhode Island, while the Mental Health Network of Rhode Island seeks to recruit and retain multilingual mental health professionals. Though addressing different needs in the Latino community, their missions align when it comes to their desire to create a better state of livelihood for Latinos in Rhode Island. Thank you so much, Marcella and Jennifer, for being with us today. As you know, the behavioral health crisis is affecting all populations, and the Latino community is no exception. What are the biggest behavioral health challenges the Latino community faces? Are there any specific trends? So thank you for having us here. Um, I can start. So I want to talk about or answer this question and like before and after the pandemic. So and I'm going to talk about it in in three ways. So prevalence, treatment, and access. So before the pandemic, we saw that um, for prevalence for mental health in the Latinx community, the rates were very similar. But if you look at specifically certain groups like Latinas, they had higher prevalence rates of suicide attempts um, and overall uh, Latino adolescents as well. And This is due to a lot of reasons, some of them being immigration history, acculturation, and familiar stressors. Um, Now, if you look at after the pandemic, um, there's been some research uh, from the CDC that showed that the Latino population was disproportionately impacted by the pandemic. And there has been some initial research that shows that um, particularly adolescents have been um, having higher rates of depression and also um, just mental health declination. So then if we look at treatment issues for the Latino population, for the Latinx population, um, it's been harder to identify in the past because usually Latinos will complain about physical symptoms versus um, mental health symptoms. So sometimes they'll go to the doctor and they'll say, I have a stomach ache or I have a headache, and they won't connect it to their mental health. Um, another barrier is for treatment is um, language, of course. So a lot of Latinos, not everybody, but most um, or a large population are bilingual. So we have also seen that that is a barrier because there are just not enough um, bilingual mental health providers. And when we also look at Latinos, even though they might be bilingual, um, they might prefer to get the treatment in their language. So they might prefer Spanish, even though they um, might speak English fluently. Or they might want to do a little combination of both, as we discussed before. So um, it really depends. And so that's something that can also be a barrier. Um, and then for for access, um, a lot of the Latino population um, uh, don't have insurance, health insurance. So that's another barrier for them. So, And then we also want to look at specifically different groups because not everybody is the same. So certain groups like um, there's some research about 
Guatemalan and Nicaraguan, they have higher rate, lower rates of um, having health insurance. So those are some things that have been impacting the Latino community. There's a lot of different things, but I would say those are the main ones. Thank you so much. That's all very helpful information. Now, how um, or what are we doing about combating this crisis? Is there anything in specific or any helpful resources that you would recommend? Yeah. So part of what we do with the Latino Mental Health Network is we're trying to recruit and retain mental health providers here in Rhode Island. So we do networking events. We do self-care events. We do CUs for um, supervisors so that they are able to provide the adequate support for the staff that might be Latinx or from underrepresented backgrounds because it does take um, a certain way of, of supervising to make sure that we retain that staff. Um, but what I have seen also just like throughout the country is there, there's a lot of different organizations like the National Latino Behavioral Health Association, um, the ATTC, um, they do a lot of work uh, to just provide information about mental health and um, how to work with the Latino community. Um, but there are some specific resources if people need mental health treatment. So zencare.co is a good website to utilize to filter by insurance, by language, to be able to find a provider, Psychology Today. But there are also some national organizations that are, provide support groups in English and Spanish. So Latinx Therapy has a lot of national support groups. Immigrant Rising has some support groups for undocumented folks as well. Um, we also have um, the 988 hotline that is new, and they also provide services in English and Spanish. We also have Latinx Parenting. They do a lot of groups and education for parents. Um, and then the, if you go to the Mental Health Association of Rhode Island, they provide some resources, some mental wellness resources on their website that you can also check out. And they, they have a list by um, what the person might be um, interested in, so like substance use or grief, things like that. Excellent. Thank you. I would just like to highlight a couple of the acronyms that were utilized so that listeners actually understand. So CEUs um, stands for Continuing Education Credits, and those are basically um, continuing education um, that mental health providers can access so that they are well-equipped to sort of treat this population. Right. And then you used a different acronym. Uh, I believe you said LL. C or ATT? Yeah, so the Addiction Technology and Treatment Center. So it's all through SAMHSA. So there are um, a few technology treatment centers, and they provide a lot of information and webinars, resources, and technology assistance as well to different organizations um, on different different topics but and different populations, but there's one specifically to, to Latinos. Thank you so much. So, Marcella, I know that there is a new partnership with Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island and the, and the Latino Policy Institute. Are you able to share a little more detail about that with us? Yeah, no, I would love to. So in in, in the summer, we had the opportunity to start this relationship uh, with Blue Cross, which is really exciting. And it's even more exciting because we get to share it with the Latino Mental Health Network. And as you heard, you know, the, the incredible work that Jennifer and Sandra uh, Victorino have done um, in the last few years with Latino Mental Health Network and kind of uplifting this work and, and underscoring how important it is. It became 
an incredible priority for us of how do we elevate the work that our, our friends and colleagues are doing um, and connect it with the policy work that we have done. Um, you know, as Jennifer mentioned, a lot of the impact that we saw uh, before and during the pandemic within our Latino community, um, it's it's going to continue impacting different parts of the lives of our community. And it is incredibly important that, you know, the investments and the partnership of Blue Cross, that we're able to transform that partnership and and the work that we're doing, the Latino Mental Health Network, into, you know, regulatory changes, into more investments, not only from corporations, but also um, the state and local municipalities into the health, um, the overall health of our communities, especially as the Latino community continues to grow, and then continue to push it, you know, push something that that the Latino Mental Health Network does is there's so many other underserved, chronically underserved communities, and so doing this work for for the next few months will only help us do hopefully much better work in the in the years to come. Thank you. Um, I would just like to sort of close out our questions here with, um, you know, where could our listeners, whether Latino or not, reach out if they find themselves in need of help? So, I mean, I think a lot of these resources are, you know, also in English, so people could utilize them, uh, especially the Mental Health Association of Rhode Island um, Wellness Resources, um, BH Link as well. You can Um, access a lot of resources there through their website and they also have a hotline so that's a a local resource but also the 988 crisis line as well. I would like to highlight that Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island members have access to our provider directory through our website bcbsri.com and also you are able to reach our care management department by calling 1-800-274- Two five nine eight, and they will be able to assist you with accessing behavioral health resources as needed. Thank you for joining us for the Road to Health podcast, a podcast presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. I have been your guest host, Rosalie Cuevas. I would like to thank our guests, Marcela Betancourt and Jennifer Gaviria. Our sound engineer for this episode is Jasmine Diaz, and our producer is Mark Sheldon. <laughs>